Thank God it's Free Range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now.
101.5 UMFM. This is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Alves and kicking things off for us tonight. Berlin Group, Jamila and the other heroes with Yaba. We've got a uh, jam-packed show. I did an interview yesterday with Amai Kuda of Amai Kuda et Les Bois uh, about the forthcoming album Emergency. And uh, we're going to get into that after a couple new tracks. Uh, COVID numbers, not so great and, uh, things are looking down for the long weekend, but, uh, hopefully this track from Curtis Harding will put you in a good mental space. It's called hopeful. And then, uh, Luna Lee with alone, but not lonely, uh, new, new something from the Toronto artist and, uh, another sentiment that, uh, I am responding to of late. So keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM.
write well I've heard of albums, you know, coming out on physical media after the digital release, but uh, my next guest is flipping the script. Amai Kuda is releasing Emergency on vinyl on the 28th and then rolling out the digital uh, and joins me to talk about the record. How's it going, Amai? It's going well. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. So is there like an intentionality to putting out the, the vinyl release first and, and then the digital? Like, like, is this kind of like pushing back against kind of how things have gone in in release formats of late or what was the what was the idea behind this uh yeah i, I think i think it is it, it's definitely intentional and and i think for me it's to do with um sort of hearkening back to that time when when that was the only way we could get music was is through either vinyl or tape and then cd like there was you had to kind of go to the store or order something and, and engage with the physical product and and i think there's a beauty to that like you know that we would be more we were more inclined to listen to the whole album when we were like buying the whole thing and we would be more uh you know you're engaged with the, the physical the art of the the album too and so i just think you know giving it time to to just giving it some space to to exist in its own entity like that in in the physical form um i think you know really honors that that the beauty of that physical form and, and what that stands for in terms of our relationship to music and especially vinyl being what it is like that it has all these qualities to it where you know that it's more has this warmth to the tone and um to me like a lot of the a lot of the songs on the album uh do have to do with like a relationship to our past as well to ancestry to, to history and so yeah just kind of fit perfectly kind of using this format and just giving some space to this format to, to hold its own yeah now, now vinyl and cassettes especially there was a side a and a side b mm -hmm. right and so very much like a, you had to kind of give thought to like what would end up on which side and like track flow i think more than you know like like a playlist or or you know a band camp kind of like stream of a record how much thought did you give when you know writing the songs and and then like putting the album together to kind of like the, the overarching narrative or the the flow of the record in preparation for it being on two sides well you know it's funny i didn't i wouldn't say that the I, the side piece <laughs> the fact of it being on two sides i probably didn't pay as much attention to until it came to the very end when i had to decide that but it was more mm. the the sort of sequence of the songs um like usually in the past it's been more like almost like making a playlist or like DJing where you're like, okay, what's gonna, or like a set list, you know, you're like, what song flows nicely into the next where it's not too jarring. Um, but it's also, you know, evolving and stuff. But with this one, um, because it's actually connected to visual materials that I'm coming out with later, when, when the online work comes out, it's, it's going to be connected to, uh, visuals like it's going to be released in episodes with visual material and, and telling a story that goes along with it. Actually that narrative was what I had to sort of center in the uh in the order of the song so it actually took me away a little bit from the like just focusing on sort of like the, the sonic style flow uh the way i normally would so there's a bit more um yeah a bit so there's some things that I, I probably wouldn't have put that way if it weren't for the fact that i kind of want it to to tell this story that goes along with with a visual story later but i think again like for me i was like you know what it, it works because i think i remember back in the day listening to when i would listen to full albums like that like your, your brain just it absorbs it that way so that then like after you've listened to an album a couple times like after you hear the end of one song like if, if you hear it on its own somewhere else like you literally start at least me I literally will start wanting to hear the next song like it's just my brain kind of gets 
they start to feel like that's just how they go together. So I, I think it's interesting that like, you know, sometimes we have to let the songs dictate. In this case, I let the narrative dictate. And then I think they'll, they'll kind of, they find their space that way. And, and people will, will learn to understand how they, how they fit together that way. You mentioned this is going to kind of roll out in a, in a visual format following the vinyl release. When you write, do you write with like a picture in your head or like some sort of imagery? Um, I wouldn't say it starts with imagery, no. But I think like when I, when it comes for me, usually when it comes to making the videos, I will like literally close my eyes and listen to the songs and just see what imagery comes to mind. Um, but I do think like in terms of what's there from the beginning as the imagery, it's more, again, it's more in the subconscious that like, as I'm, you know, as I'm singing something like, yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole energy to, to it for me. It's a very spiritual process. And like, absolutely there are, there's sort of images that are part of the process, part of the song coming, coming to me. It's, it's not so much writing the audio too much, uh, a visual, it's just more all coming together. And then, you know, I'm more focused on sort of recording like and mapping out the audio at the beginning and then later on I kind of will sit and meditate on it and see okay so what are the images that go along with this um yeah and they to me there's just sort of like natural natural things that go together that like it's like they were born together right it might not mm -hmm. have come might not be haven't been made into a video yet but it's like it's already there um but this particular with the visuals that I'm doing it's actually more uh about telling a particular story rather than rather than necessarily sort of just creating uh, creating an aesthetic to, to, to match the audio, but it's, it's more like literally a, a narrative story. Um, it's, it's sort of partly my story, but it's also, it has, a, um, you know, it has sort of connection to social justice issues and, and, you know, using sort of the spiritual elements of my own story, but, but using it, uh, gonna, gonna tell it with some supernatural elements to, you know, bring in the sort of fantasy sci-fi aspect, you know, uh, have to wait and talk a little bit more about that later when we're getting ready to drop it. But essentially it's gonna be, it's gonna be sort of, it's gonna be like dropped in episodes, like a, a show essentially. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a whole other big thing to get into. And I don't wanna focus too much on it now. Cause again, I do want the vinyl to be able to sort of breathe and the audio to breathe on its own, but yeah, that's, that is the direction it's going. You mentioned the spiritual aspect. The, the album opens with a prayer and about halfway through there's another prayer and then there's a closing prayer. Uh, did you, like, was there those songs or those, you know, kind of moments on the record, was that there from the get-go or did you kind of like develop that as like a framing device or, or you know, um, how, how did that come about? I always, yeah, I've always started my albums with uh, a prayer. Uh, I used to call them incantations at the beginning. So if you kind of go back and listen to my, uh, you know, the first, my first release in 2009, I think it was. Um, yeah. So it's, it's always been part of that because like how I came to this work was through being guided by my spiritual work and, and then how the songs come to me is through my spiritual work. So it's very much at the root of all of it. And so um, like when I, I'm starting a performance, I always begin with pouring a libation and calling, like addressing the spirits and, and the prayer. Um, and when, if, if there's time, depending on the, the set length or whatever, I'll close with that. So, you know, I, um, they weren't, uh, I didn't place them there from the, like the, the songs were kind of the pieces that I had to get finished first, but the prayers were kind of waiting in the wings to be, <laughs> to be brought in um, because they're always, yeah, they are very much always a part of, as you said, kind of grounding and framing, framing the work um yeah i hope that makes sense but yeah yeah um you mentioned that you know that the your music is an offshoot of your your spiritual kind of journey and i as i understand it like it's also 
before you started music, you were an activist in, in social justice. And as I, I read like a bit about you in, in a couple interviews, you seem to indicate also that your music was an offshoot of your, your social justice work. Is it like, do you see the two as hand in hand, like the spiritual and the, and the social justice and both of those led you to the music? Yeah, actually, I feel like all three are, are intertwined. I was have sort of explained that, you know, as a, as a kid, I was very artistic, very creative. I was like, I want to be a musician, a, a, um, an artist, a visual artist and a writer. And then, um, you know, that continued on into my high school years. But it was actually sort of through the process of, of what I feel is like a very, the, the way that the colonial education system is like, um, I, I think we start to devalue the importance of the arts. And so, you know, even though I loved it, um, by the time I came to the end of high school, I didn't feel that I could pursue the arts. I had this, you know, dual passion of, of art and, um, and social justice work. You know, I was like starting little activist groups and doing all that from the time I was a kid. Um, and then when I went off to university, I kind of felt like I had to, I was like, you know, I can't afford the world is, is in the state, like literally burning up before us, like who can afford who can have time to make music in such a situation but I, to me that's really later on I came to understand that's that's kind of like a, a very colonial mindset in the sense that in fact music has been from the very beginning um what has often helped us to get through to heal and to change people's mindsets about like how we see each other how we see the world you know from Bob Marley uh to you know just the music in the civil rights movement so um, it was a spiritual, like, again, it was just part of my childhood music and social justice because of my, my parents and so on. But then, you know, I kind of, I think went specifically into social justice for a while. And then it was the spirituality that kind of brought me back and said, like, literally a message from my ancestors, that they told me to sing. And, and I was like, yes, that, that will be, I'll use that. In fact, at the beginning, I was like, oh, I can use that to make money to fuel the activist work, right? To do the work. But mm. then I came to, I, as I got deeper into it, I realized that it was, it wasn't about the money. Like I still haven't made a lot of money from music. It's about, it's about the actual music itself that, that in, in and of itself, it, it has that power to create shift. Um, and, it, and I think how it, you know, the message was spiritual and how the songs come to me is spiritual. And then what I learned to trust is that the social change can happens also in a spiritual way. And that it's like, you know, listening to music, we don't necessarily, we're not necessarily focused on the lyrics. Like my, I think lyrics are important and, and are, are a powerful element of music, but that's not always the focus. I think almost as strongly, if not more, sometimes it's, it's just the energy that's in the song. And we don't, it's all this stuff that happens on like the subconscious level um, through that energetic transference that is actually in, in my view now, it's actually as much if not more a part of, of the way that music changed, it changes the world, you know? And so it's sort of being, learning to trust in that, that, that I'm through my own healing process with the, with the spirits, I'm bringing that energy to the songs and then sharing that with people and, and that they will, they'll draw from it what they can and need. So is that tied into like the notion of like, like the universality of like rhythm and melody, right? Like, like, especially, you know, when we think back to like the, the heartbeat is kind of like the original rhythm. And so mm -hmm. it is like a universal thing to respond to rhythm and then to kind of build lyric and message atop that because people already connect to some, something like a melody or to a rhythm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that that point about the, about rhythm, right? Like a lot of indigenous teachings from this part of the world talk about that, you know, about the heartbeat, the drum that they, they play that in, in their ceremonies. And, and in fact, the drum is, yeah, it's part of, I think it is the most uni like universal um, instrument in some ways and that, you know, it's all over the world. We have used, we have used rhythm, um, you know, to celebrate, to honor, um, 
And so, yeah, and it's literally built into our body. It's what says that we're alive. And so absolutely, I think, I think it is there, that is a universality to it. And I'm drawing on my African lineage, primarily in the music when I, you know, in terms of the rhythms that I use and the way that I relate to it. But even if you boil down even beneath that, it is absolutely just part of the human experience, the human heartbeat. And uh, yeah, and I think it's very, it's very powerful. Like the, the word for healer that, um, is from Southern Africa. And I say that because it's from multiple languages is Sangoma. And the word for drum is Ngoma. So the Sangoma is literally built off of Ngoma, like the word for healer, um, it develops off of the word for drum, you know, mm. so really like for me, the healing work that I do is through music. I do use other elements too, but that is at the heart of it. It's the music, it's the songs. That's what allows me to connect and both to my ancestors and to the earth and to, to other people. Speaking of words and like kind of root words and stuff, the the album title itself is is kind of a bit of wordplay because it's emergency, but it, the it's not e r g n c, it's urgency u r, right? And so I'm curious about like when that title came to you and kind of the like because I, as I read it from the uh, the press release on this record, you know, it's emergence, like you know, like it's something coming into its own. Mm -hmm. but also urgency right and so it's like this agglomeration of these two concepts when did that strike you well the the title itself i'll confess it came when i was writing a grant application for for the album and i think the the beauty of that is where sometimes you know sometimes being forced to kind of put all the stuff together is what makes you kind of it makes you reflect enough and and do some of the work because i will usually I, i do usually wait till the very end for for titles um, because sometimes it's like this, the ideas are still developing as you're, as you're doing the work, but the actual concept that's behind that, I mean, that, again, that has been underlying it from the get-go in that, um, for me getting this work out in this way, um, telling this story at this time, it's like something that's been, uh, you know, these two, they've been, the songs have been in my life for a little while, like the, like some of them a couple years even or a year and a half even and so they've just been like building this this energy in my life that it's it's the songs and it's the stories that are connected to the songs that have been sort of um a mounting pressure inside me to release it um I don't know Mm. if that if that makes sense but it's like I I felt it as literally as an emergency to to get it out because it represents it represents a, a process for me of, of almost like coming out um, in the sense of, you know, if, if somebody has kind of hidden an aspect of themselves for so long that it in fact starts to, to hurt or starts to cause damage that, that you need to just, you know, you need to let that plant into the sun or, or let that, that aspect of yourself um, out into the open to flourish and grow. And, and, and it can actually be a matter of like life or death or survival that if you don't actually allow yourself to, to breathe, to open up that, that it can cause harm. So for me, it became, it came to that point. And it's, it's not any one thing that I was hiding. It's a kind of, um, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of, uh, overall, as you said, sort of coming into emerging, coming into power that, that had to do with, um, you know, just, just owning where, who and what I am. Right. So to be able to comfortably use the word Sangoma, which means healer, like that took me a while to come into that space or, to be able to come into the space of feeling comfortable enough to, um, to to really put some resources and understand how I have to push my music and feel comfortable pushing my music because um, because there's a lot of insecurity I think in, in, in all of us probably but I know in myself um, that that yeah 
life is, has made me fairly insecure about what I what I'm doing and whether it's going to be received well. And so I think sometimes we don't, you know, we sabotage our stuff and, and don't share it with the world or don't, you know, aren't, aren't don't open up because we're afraid. And so it's like kind of the emergence is, is getting over that or pushing myself to get over that. So that's where the, the urgency and the emergency and the how it all comes together. Right. That pushing past that, you know, nervousness around sharing yourself and, and, and your music, like, what kind of process have you gone through to, to achieve that? And I, and I asked this as someone, you know, who like does therapy and, and, you know, mindfulness and meditation to try to like, you know, feel better about myself. And I, you know, I'm not like putting a piece of artistic work out into the world. So I can only imagine kind of what, what you have to go through to, to feel comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, I, I definitely, I believe it's going to be a lifelong process. So it's not done, even though this part of me has emerged or is emerging in the process of emerging. I, I know it's not done. And, and I have to say like, not to sort of <laughs> like keep going back to the same thing, but for me, it definitely is the spiritual work that kind of um, helps me to, to stay grounded and to then um, it's, it's, it's literally like my, the, the spirits being able to connect to them and them affirming for me sometimes that like, no, you're, you know, that I am, I am enough, you know, the music I make is enough. I am, you know, things like that. Like it's, it actually, um, it is, sometimes it takes that. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's through words that I get those communications, like they're talking in words, but sometimes, you know, I often tell people like my, I do workshops and so on. And the, the activity that I center, um, my workshops around is a, is a tree meditation is like getting people to go out into nature, um, pick a, a spot in nature, ideally a tree, and then just focus their energy on that, on the, the tree. And, um, and just be open, be open to what comes to your mind or whatever. And for me, that's been a huge part of how like coming to my own creative process, coming to my connection with spirit, but also it's, you know, all there's tons of scientific evidence, which again, we didn't need that indigenous cultures have always known about, about, that we are nature and so therefore nature is vital to our health but but there's tons of science that can back up that that is literally that like literally you know there's there's chemical reactions in our mind in our minds and bodies that make us feel better by spending that time with the tree so literally if i'm feeling down or insecure unsure like that's where i, I go to i go to the tree outside and i and i just wait for that for to feel better um i do do my process and and you know in our traditions we we do libations where you know, we're pouring, we're giving water. Sometimes we even give food offerings. So it's a reciprocity. And again, like, you know, I've had friends tease me about like, oh, you know, like, you know, the, if you put out a food offering, it's really the animals that are eating it. Well, of course, but the animals are part of, in, in our view, the animals are part of the gods, but part of the, the spirits of nature who we are, we're honoring too, right? So that's not, it's not about, you know, seeing a great hand reach down and grab the food. It's about acknowledging that we have, we put in an energy and then we get something back. So I have to say that that's, that's what helps me. And then um, sometimes, sometimes it's just time to right? like, you know, it's taken, even though I've been doing this spiritual work for all this time, it, it, it still took this long to get here. And, and it's just, I, you know, I'm still trying to learn, even though I do feel the urgency patience and that, that it, it comes at the right moment. Like, you know, you will, the flower will bloom at the right moment. If you keep watering it with that, that nourishment, that love, self-love, the love of your, who you are, where you come from and what you're about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that makes total sense. The, the, with the tree meditation, you said, you know, like letting it come to you, have any of like the songs come to you within that practice? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I, uh, I mean, it's very, 
it's hard it's hard to explain um but but essentially i do feel that all of them are, are sort of the melodies are generally coming through that channel that same channel uh, the the songs for eshu and oshun absolutely di directly came through in in prayer because those are actual they're songs for god so it's literally i'm i'm there talking to the spirit and then those songs come um and then i do all my spiritual work most of it like with with uh, a particular tree but with trees in general if i if i can't get to that particular tree um and you know other songs i uh, another time as well that that stuff will come to me is is when i'm showering or in the water because because water is a very strong uh spiritual i think conductor but is also uh, in our traditions fresh water is oshun that's a uh, uh, the west african the yoruba deity for for all fresh water and uh and so you know it's like you're you're bathing you're connecting to that water spirit and then and then yeah i for me it's like their gifts i'll get these songs and it's it's a it's a bit of an odd thing in that the song is for the the deity but it's also from the the deity you know and it's it's that that way that we're kind of inseparable right we are 70 or 80 percent water we are we're made up of like stardust like we are nature and so we have that's that's part of loving ourselves it's like there's nothing wrong with me because i am part of this beautiful perfect thing that is you know that is life mm. and nature right uh before we go two two quick questions one uh you know the album drops next week uh the the vinyl but in, like in terms of the the videos and stuff like that for people to kind of keep tabs on them as they come out are this instagram or your website or like where's the best place for people to kind of keep keep eye keep an eye out uh, def Instagram is definitely a good place. Um, I'm also on Twitter. We're also on Twitter and, and Facebook as well. Um, the website, we do update a little less uh, frequently, but uh, working on that. Um, but absolutely, yeah, through, through social media is a good way. Again, that doesn't always, it hasn't always come naturally to me, but, you know, especially when I'm releasing stuff, I, I tend to stay on top of it to be able to, that's, that's the main way to share and let people know that that's, that's, there's something coming. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're going to be, you know, with the visuals, they'll be coming on, on, on YouTube as well. That will be where the main platform that you'll be able to see the full, the full visuals. Um, so yeah, please do. And I, I always, you know, and it's encouraging people to follow and, you know, obviously we, it's supporting us but it's also like i i really do love connecting i'm still at a stage where my audience is not so large that i can't connect to people one-on-one -on -one. so if people send messages how they feel about songs and stuff I'm, I'm always really happy to engage with with people that way and i think that is what music is about so so please definitely yeah get in touch and uh also like that's again like i've talked about the social justice how it connects um i don't know if if, if you were going to ask about that later but for sure i'm also posting stuff about that as well that people might be interested in yeah, well, I mean, certainly that, that I think that's tied to like kind of like, as you said, the the social justice, the spirituality, and the music are all intertwined, and so mm -hmm. it makes sense that you know you're using your platforms to address all of that. Um, but the the last question I had actually before we wrap it up is to get you to pick a track off of Emergency that we can play for listeners, uh, and if you have a reason why you're picking that song or an anecdote about it. Oh, for sure. Um, well, I, I'd like to play Ikuche if that's uh, if that works for you and I think um, for me it, it does really embody all that we've just been talking about in the sense one it's it's for the healing of of the waters it, that was the song that is sort of most directly um, an expression of of the spiritual spiritual dialogue that I do um, it comes directly from that um, and yeah for me it still feels it because it comes through that way I think it's it's still listening to it 
you know, with other songs that are more in English and stuff, I, I will, you know, there's more of me in it and I get a little bit more self-conscious, but with that song, I, I tend to feel like it's a bit more raw in terms of its, its spiritual gift. And I still feel it as very healing no matter when I listen to it. So I hope that other people also feel that too. Well, we'll give that one a listen. Uh, it is a cliche from uh, Emergency. Uh, Amai, thanks very much for taking some time to talk about the, the record and, and best of luck with the album release. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun.
Ontario acts for you there that was Antisocial with a new single called Unsmiling and the first single from Emergency Amai Kudo with A Couche and uh, my thanks to Amai for taking some time to talk about the album uh, we're going to keep it locked with some more great and uh, fun tunes we got a new Dill the Giant track and uh, one of my favorites Miles Sanko 
gets the uh, remix treatment from Mo Horizons, who I hadn't listened to in a while, but it's really great sunny stuff and uh, made me want to kind of go back into the Mo Horizons uh, catalog as well. If you haven't heard the producer before, I do recommend checking out some of their other work, but this is uh, Miles Sanko here on 101.5 UMFM. I let the incense burn with the potpourri Smoke the tree, you know I watch the through it Hold the man just trying to focus, G Lift my shorty up and pipe it down like I'm supposed to be The Irish mind spawn your eyes Got me filled with potency Lil' mama got the goose with the goat She sweet as tamarind Me and her friend used to f*** around But that was back then Before King Louis had dreads Still had them packs damn Auntie Maxine taught me how to hold and draw them right Golf tonight, free mind Independent, always right, longer roads and darker nights. I kept a stride out of one person, many. How to multiply, I'd always high. Just need my clearance, taking flights, and I'll be alright. We man, son, I was born to this. Need a dish, Aki with the salt fish. Cocoa butter on my skin. Mama raised the real man. We man, son, I was born to this. Rice and peas with the red snapper fish Conversations with the apple time Papa raised the weed man, son I been on the way, scheme like the prey, my one split a day, keep the evil away, demons erased, I rock the iron shirt, chase saying out of earth, say say, from a land of pirates, this ain't thousand island, keep the dressing, man them carry weapons, gotta keep your head up, get out and get something. Yeah, I keep a fried dumpling and a six pack of the stout Y'all know what I'm about Oxtail and shorty with the Guinness Still running like I'm sprinting Breaking world records Coming for your necklaces, jewels, and the Lexuses Y'all know what the message is I'm putting points up Trying to smoke one in peace After rolling joints up We man, son, I was born to this Need a dish, Aki with the salt fish Cocoa butter on my skin Mama raised the real man We man son, I was born to this Rice and peas with the red snapper fish Conversations with the apple time Papa raised the weed man son If you don't love yourself, that is one more person who don't love you. I just sit right here Until the end of your song Take your time, my dear No, you're not alone Sing 
I've got to practice. Yeah. 